Peace be upon you. God willing, today we're going to listen to a debate between Dr. Rashad Khalifa uh, versus Dr. Abdul Rahman. The debate originally took place back in the 80s. Um, I pulled it off YouTube and just uh, extracted the uh, audio, but it's still got a lot of the remnants from the uh, VHS recording. I try to clean up as best as I can, but hopefully it's uh, uh, palatable for everyone. Not only there's a lot of really good information there um, and good insights. If you guys got comments or questions you want to hit us up, you can reach us at crontalk at gmail.com or at Twitter at TalkCron. And until next time, peace and God bless and enjoy the debate. Our guest is Dr. Rashad Khalifa, who he devoted most of his life for his own mission. Reading, learning, writing, researching, and also preaching. But he is most remembered by his last computer research, the divine mathematical codes in the Quran, based on number 19. According to the Quran, Surah number 74, verse number 30, over it are 19. But who are 19? That's what Dr. Khalifa will explain in this interview. Please, brothers and sisters in Islam, welcome with me, Dr. Rashad Khalifa. Uh, Dr. Khalifa, I know I didn't introduce you well enough. You did very well. And I, uh, I think the best way to introduce you is to introduce yourself with your own words. You did a good job. Just, uh, this is what really counts. And, uh, I did research in the Quran. And, uh, I was uh, blessed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to see the mathematical code in the Quran. And this, is, uh, this is really sufficient. Well, I think uh, you did a good job. So I'll keep it like thank that. you. But I think also we are entitled to know how much benefit this. Uh, it's 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 honor uh, actually to to have it. But uh, we would like to know how this mathematical code goes and how far it's benefit and beneficial to the Muslim in his own living life. I mean, the Quran is in America, and there's a lot of ways to approve that the Quran in America. If you read it in Arabic, you will see a lot of verses applies to itself that the Quran is American, and it's the word, really, the word of God. But uh, well, this is the first physical evidence. The Quran is full of miracles, but uh, all of them are disputable. The linguistic excellence, the scientific miracles, and all these things. The Quran is full of miracles, but uh, the mathematical miracle is indisputable. It's physical, based on physical facts. Like Bismillah rahman rahim being 19 letters, the number of surahs being 114, all these are physical facts. Like the sun rising from the east, it is indisputable. Unlike the 
previous uh, miracles. So, and uh, this is in accordance with God's will in Surah 41, verse 53, where God says, This is in the future tense. We will show them our miracles in the horizons and within themselves until they realize that this is the truth. So the miracles of the Quran are, are increasingly powerful. And then we get to this mathematical miracle, which is uh, described by God himself as one of the greatest miracles. The surah that you mentioned, 74, Alayhi 19, verse 30. And then uh, the verses go on and on, uh, saying that this is one of the greatest miracles. It says, Kalla wal Qamar, wal Akbar, al-Kubar. It is one of the greatest miracles, and this is God's own description of it. Uh, you mean uh, here, the miracles, it's the computer age, right? That's what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala... I, I notice, well, the computer I, I notice, excuse me for this, I notice you used God, you didn't use Allah, which the Quran always says, uh, Allah, because the Quran came in Arabic, it didn't come in English or in uh, Persian, the come in Quran and Arabic. Actually, I just say Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, yeah. at least one but time. I notice you say God. But it depends on what language you, you speak. Yeah, if you speak like, English, you have to say God. If you speak Arabic, you have to say Allah. But so, all, yeah. okay. Because, uh, as you know, you're from Egypt, and you know the Egyptian cops use the word Allah. You say, inshallah, you say, mashallah, and uh, some of them are named Abdullah. Yes. So uh, Allah, you is, it's, it's Allah is the Arabic word, and has nothing it's to do. Using God, it's already uh, okay. Of course, it is. Yeah. Okay. Which language you use? If you meet uh, somebody in the street and say Allah here in the United States, uh, some uh, people think Allah is a man who's named who is named Allah, or Allah is a rock somewhere. And uh, this is an actual happening. My son was in a class where they thought that Allah is a rock. My son had uh, my son had to uh, object. But listen, we have nothing to do with this because you know there is a lot. Of, uh, what I mean is, it depends on what language you use. If you use English, you have to say God. If you, if you use French, you have to use De. If you use uh, Farsi, you have to use Khoda. Okay. If you use Arabic, you use uh, Let's, let's so. go back again also to the computer. I would like to know how far it's beneficial to the human being. You know, I am a Muslim, yes. and you discovered that the computer page discovered that the Quran. The role, you discover. You're asking about the role of the mathematical code. Yes, to As the Muslims. The Muslims the and the non-Muslims. This is mentioned in the Quran immediately after the number 19. Okay. It says, it gives you five reasons okay. for the number 19. It says, We made the number for the following reason. Number one, To disturb the disbelief. To prove their disbelief. This is the number two reason is to make the, the believers among the Christians and the Jews certain that this book, the Quran, is from God. Number three, So the people who believe that the Quran is from God before the number 19, without the number 19, when they see the mathematical code, they will increase in faith. And the fourth reason, if, if any of the Muslims or the Christians or the Jews have any doubt in their heart that this book, the Quran, is from God, the mathematical code will help remove all this doubt. But this number five in the verse says, yes. 
And to expose the hypocrites and disbelievers, they will say, so what? This is not important. So these are the five reasons that God himself gives as uh, the role of the number 19 or the mathematical code in the Quran. Make uh, the Muslim strongly strong believe yes. that the Quran from God. Exactly. But there is surahs, there is ayahs in the Quran by Arabic mm -hmm. uh, approved to the Muslim and the non-Muslim that the Quran is miracle, it's the word of God. Like, for example, like, وَيُكَوِّرُ اللَّيْلَ عَلَى النَّهَارِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, He said, He made, He covered, He covered the ground with the night and... He rolls, he rolls the day around the night and the night around the day, yeah. covering that the earth is round. Wow. How, how, how the Messenger of God approved this, how the Messenger of, of God knows that. In the session, in the centuries later, they start to approve this. So if we go through the Quran, we will find a lot. Let us say, let us say that this verse will cause someone to believe in the Quran. Yes. Yes. This person, when he or she looks at the mathematical code, God says in the Quran, not I am, not I am saying. God says that his belief will increase, his faith will increase. So this is an additional. Uh, confirmation or assurance or increase in faith. Alright, uh, there is also another thing. You believe, you know, when you when we talk now, we don't believe in hadith or sunnah. Do you believe in hadith or sunnah? I believe that the Quran is complete, perfect, and fully detailed because God says so in the Quran. And we don't have to use hadith or sunnah at all. It doesn't matter to any other sunnah. Well, I notice in the prayer here, you never mentioned the messenger of God, like you ignored him completely. Do you have anything against him? Because you ignored, <laughs> you say, I, yes. no, no, let's stop. Is it, is it true that I mentioned the... Uh, yeah, you say Allah, uh, then when you pray it, you pray it. You yeah. read Fatha, but you didn't read Quran. Yes. You know, something, it's actually, uh, I hope you will correct me if I'm mistaken or something. Yeah. <laughs> New to me, new yeah. to any Muslim, because we know that when we stay, we say Allah, Ashhadu Anna La Ilaha Illallah, Wa Anna Muhammad Rasulullah. This is about Islam. You can't separate. You can't say Ashhadu Anna La Ilaha Illallah. I bear witness there is no God but one God, and you hold that the Messenger Muhammad is the Messenger of God. If you hold it, you mean you okay. shared it. Is that right? Well, that's what I believe. I okay, hope well, you're correct. Let's look at the Quran again. If you look at the Quran, the Quran gives you the correct shahada. Okay. Okay. And this is in Surah number 3, verse 18. It says, Shahid Allahu, Annahu, La ilaha illahu, Wal malaikatu, Wa ulu la'idhu qa'inan bilbil. So the shahada, according to Allah, the angels, and those who know, ulu la'idhu, is La ilaha illallah. There is no Muhammad Rasulullah there. This is one thing. When you hold, Shahid Allahu, شاهد الله أنه لا إله إلا هو والملائكة وأولو العلم. So this is the correct shahada as dictated in the Quran. When you say لا إله إلا الله محمد رسول الله, you violate the most basic commandments in the Quran. The first one is the principle of Tawheed. You are not commemorating God alone. You are putting a name besides God, another name besides God. You are making distinction among the messengers of God. And this is an important commandment that you see in Surah 2, verse 285, for example. It's mentioned four times in the Quran that you do not make 
you shall not make any distinction among the messengers of God. And uh, it is done so powerfully that any Muslim who makes distinction is not a Muslim at all. Because the Quran says, And this is at the moment. Say, la ilaha illallah. This is it. This is what we say. Okay. Uh, also, you said 
you believe in the Quran, nothing but the Quran, right. and we don't have to pay anything for Hadith. Why? We don't have to pay any attention to Hadith. Why? Because uh, God said in the Quran that the Quran is complete, perfect, and fully detailed. And the question is, do you believe God or not? If you believe God, you believe that the Quran is complete, perfect, and fully detailed. Listen to this. This is uh, verse 114 in Surah 6. It says, Shall I seek other than God, at the source of law, when he sent down to you this book fully detailed? Mufassalam, fully detailed. Okay. Therefore, if you go to anything else, you will be a rejecter of the Quran. You you have rejected, you have disbelieved God. So this is the reason why. It doesn't matter how great the hadith is. Uh, you know the Muslims usually, when you, they use the hadith, it doesn't mean that they are overlapping the Quran. No, the Quran, it's... Uh, divine constitution of God to mankind and who applied, who performed that constitution to mankind better than Muhammad, the messenger of God, the one who revealed it, the one who received it and delivered it to mankind. People always like to follow the one who received it and to see how he performed it, how he he showed to the people, then they follow his way of performing the constitution of God. It's mean like when I follow the hadith, doesn't mean I am not, I'm away with the Quran. As far as I know, I hope you correct me if I'm wrong. I'm just saying uh, my statement and I'm sure you will uh, have a comment on it. Uh, that's as far as I know about the Muslim, how they use hadith. What do you think? But first of all, uh, if the Quran is fully detailed, not if the Quran, I mean, I know the Quran is fully detailed. God says the Quran is fully detailed. Therefore, you don't need anything else. Uh, we know that the, uh, the hadith are, uh, we know now from many, many years of research that the hadith are fabrications attributed to the Prophet. Now, the Satan, Shaitan knows that we love the Prophet very much, and he used that as a, as a bait. To cast, when you cast fish, you put bait on the hook. I think, I, I think uh, if you excuse me for interrupting you, Dr. Khalifa, yeah. the Muslims, they are aware of a lot of hadith being injected to hadith, yeah. not like the Quran. No, I'm talking talk about the Sahih Bukhari, for example. Okay. Sahih Bukhari is full of contradictions. Blasphemies against the Prophet. I can show you literally hundreds of hadith that are considered attacks on the Prophet. They distract from the greatness of the Prophet Muhammad. So, but uh, the, the important point, uh, Abdul Rahman, is that God says the Quran is complete, perfect, fully detailed. This is the important point. So, if you give me a hadith that is fantastic and great and has all the qualities of the best things in the world, I still cannot go to it because God tells me the Quran is complete, perfect, and fully detailed. And but, and you but the fact is that the hadith is, is actually uh, a blasphemous attack against the Prophet. And uh, I gave you an issue of the Muslim perspective in Arabic proving that. I'm talking about Sahih Hadith of Bukhari. Yes. They, are, they, they are a transgression against the Prophet. So you are ignoring completely the great teacher of Islam, which Muhammad, peace be upon him, he was the great teacher, was the okay. great so, person, the great, he, he is the one who received yes. the yes. message of Allah and yes. he taught it to the 
Yes. So I consider him, he is my leader. You are missing the point. Okay, let me know. <laughs> yeah, you're missing the point. Okay. The hadith was never uttered by the Prophet. Okay. It has nothing to do with the Prophet. Because did the Quran come out of the Prophet's mouth? How it come out? Did the Quran come out of the Prophet's mouth? I will ask you, or you won't ask me. How did yeah. it come out? <laughs> no, it doesn't matter how. Okay, you tell me how it come out. The Quran says that Gabriel Prophet revealed it. How he revealed it to Muhammad? Yes, who Gabriel? God revealed the Quran. Yes, to Muhammad. Yeah. Came out of his mouth. Who's, who's mouth? Muhammad's mouth. Muhammad's mouth. Right. Therefore, if you want to follow Muhammad, you follow the Quran. Because come out of Muhammad's mouth. Yes. So I don't know what the people are saying. If, if I'm an Arabian illiterate, don't understand that highly quality Arabic language of the Quran, miracle of the Quran, and I would like to understand who will teach me and show me the right way more than the one who revealed it from God. Right. This be upon him. Muhammad That's why Muhammad he put the hadith. Are you saying Muhammad is the teacher of Quran? He is interpreted the Quran no. to the Muslims. He was forbidden from interpreting the Quran. He was. Yes. Okay. This is in, in the Quran in Surah 75, verse 19. Yes. It says, He said, Very Muhammad, don't move your tongue or in, in English here, in American English, don't open your mouth. That we are the ones who will reveal it and put it into Quran. Once we have it in the Quran, you, Muhammad, follow the Quran. God is saying that I'm the one who will explain it. So the Prophet is forbidden from explaining the Quran. In another surah, Surah 69, starting at verse 38. We say that if the Prophet uttered anything else other than the Quran, he will go to hell. It says, it says uh, to go from the beginning. It says, uh, Okay, yeah. This is the strongest oath in the Quran. I swear by the things you see and the things you do not see. Now this is not swearing by the sun or the moon or the time or anything. This is swearing by everything in the universe. This Quran is the utterance of an honorable messenger. It is not the utterance of a point. It is not the utterance of a say or some uh, an Egyptian Bakash, somebody who's Bakash. What's Bakash? If he uttered anything else, now, not, none of you can protect him. I guess because this interruption of the English language, I hope I didn't uh, mess up the verses. But this is the general idea. So, this, the Prophet Muhammad was forbidden from explaining the Quran or uttering any additional religious teachings. And this is in the Quran. So you are actually uh, trying to tell me there is no way we have to follow the hadith 
of uh, the messenger of God or a follow his way or anything. We have the Quran, we have to stick you to miss, this. You still miss the point. It is not the hadith of the messenger of God. It is the hadith attributed to the messenger of God. Yes. Because the Prophet Muhammad will never disobey God. Okay. And God told him, you have the Quran and nothing else. And this is in Surah, in verse 19, uh, Surah 6. It says, قُلْ أَيُّ سَيْنَ أَكْبَرُ Who is better tis, uh, tis, uh, in testimony? قُلِ اللَّهِ شَهِيدٌ بَيْنِي وَبَيْنَكُمْ وَأُوحِيَ إِلَيَّ هَذَا الْقُرْآنِ لُنْذِرَكُمْ بِهِ وَمَنْ بَلَكُمْ I was given this Quran to deliver to you and the future generation. Uh, I think wait a minute, wait a minute. It did not say, أُوحِيَ إِلَيَّ هَذَا الْقُرْآنِ وَالْحَدِيثِ No, I think right. I agree so, with your point for one reason, because we we will be as Muslims, all of us, who will be judged by the Quran. But I disagree about one thing because, another thing because the Hadith, I have to follow the messenger of God, the one who received the Quran and he delivered it to me as a Muslim. If I ignore it, but I you miss the point again. The yeah. hadith is, is came from Shaitan, from Satan, not have, from Muhammad. I have to be aware what's the right hadith, what's wrong hadith. But ignoring, no, no, ignoring no. the messenger of God, yeah. that's a question I would like to just to, to you if you elaborate. Quran, you ignore the messenger of God? No, if I if I ignore the hadith, if I ignore so the hadith, uh, say, if, if, if I prove to you. But the hadith from Satan, you still want to follow it? No. If you, so if I come to you, just because the shaitan came to you and said, Qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you believe it? If it's been revealed. You say, Satan walks from this door. No, well, it's, it's revealed. It's Wait, a, and it's says, Qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you're going to follow it? It's been re-narrated yes. by a most scholar yes. religion in yes. Islam, which are we know that they are being following the messenger of God. And they know what he saws, and they are witness, and we are taking them, holding them. There are witness, Muhammad, because what they never, no, they never witnessed Muhammad. Well, no. that's, that's... The first hadith that was recorded was 250 years after Muhammad. Across eight generations of the dead. Uh, so from the period yeah. Muhammad died to 250 years, there was, there was no hadith at all. That's right. I see. Uh, you, you believe in the... There was Quran. no recorded hadith. People were uh, making up hadith at the time. For example, you come to my house, and I have only fish. To feed you, if you object, then I tell you, well, the Prophet said, if you eat fish alone, you're going to be great. So people made this kind of hadith. Uh, and uh, it was not recorded or anything. So Bukhari came 250 years later and claimed that the Prophet said these things. And as you know, Bukhari eliminated 90% of the things that, uh, that he wrote himself. And still, whatever is left, the thousands of hadith are uh, attacking and blaspheming against the Prophet. Uh, okay. Let's move to another point because if we're going to continue talking about this point, we will never finish it at all. Well, this point should be finished because God says the Quran is complete, perfect, fully detailed. Oh, okay. And uh, the Quran says that uh, tell, telling Muhammad to tell us that he brings only the Quran. The last uh, verse in Surah 15 says, Deliver the message of the Quran. It didn't say Quran and Sunnah, Quran and Hadith. But there is a lot of surahs also yeah. remind the Muslim to follow Allah and the Messenger of God. Yes. For example, like I probably I have some. Yeah, you are Latina Amenu, Aminu Bilahi, Warasuli, while Kitab in Latin Nazal, Allah Rasuli, while Kitab in Latin Punzel and Mukhab. Yes. And Yahweh Akman to Lakum in Allah, Malay Katah, who is on Luna and Nabi. You know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also confirmed to the people mm. to pray to Muhammad because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is to us. As far as I know, I hope you will, 
you will understand me and you will correct me if I'm wrong. When he tells you to uphold that the Quran is complete, uh, fully detailed, and you shall uphold the Quran alone, why do you disobey him and go to something else? I see. You see in the Quran it tells you, Atiyah Allah, Atiyah Rasul. So why don't you listen and uh, obey the Allah and the Rasul? Okay, by obeying the Messenger of God, and yeah. obeying because I know that the Messenger of God, he has been taught by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he was orphan, and he is taught by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and he is he was perfect. Okay. He was perfect. This reason for you to disobey him? No, to obey him. You're not was, obeying him. When you go to Allah in the Quran. To obey him, yeah. to obey him. But you're not disobeying him. And his way of life, yeah. way of life. But if you because follow anything other than the Quran, you're disobeying the Prophet. I see. Okay. So therefore, you must be the, if you, if you are reciting this verse, you have to do them yourself. If you obey Rasul, you will uphold the Quran. The whole Quran, nothing but the Quran. If you go to anything other than the Quran, you are not obeying the messenger. So you believe in the Quran from the cover to the cover. You believe yes. in this Quran right. and our uh, speaking to each other now, we will speak upon the Quran. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Uh, you say, you said, I think one of your brochures here, uh, if you allow me to read it to you or just to, to say it here, you said, providing indisputable evidence for the exposure and removal of two human made sentences that were injected into the Quran mm -hmm. at the end of the last surah, revealed mm -hmm. in Medina, surah number nine. So, in other words, you say here that the human being. Being injected some surahs in the Quran, uh, uh, verses, yes. some verses in the Quran. Yes. So this Quran, uh, the one in my hand here in Arabic, the one in my hand in Arabic, it's not completely perfect. It's mm. been injected by yes. madmen. Yes. Surahs. You believe in that, right? Okay. And also, this Quran is not correct. It's not correct. But we know the correct Quran. Let, let I, can, I can show you a Quran that is okay. correct. And you will show me in a minute, but I will let me continue this. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Inna nahnu nazzalna dhikra wa inna lahu lahabidun. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala took an oath on him to God the Quran. Because mankind couldn't guard the Torah or the Bible. So Allah took an oath in him to God the Quran. In your translation, you said we have sent it out for this for this verse. Yeah. We have sent it out and the revelation, and we will surely preserve it. Yes. In Yusuf Ali translation, what he says, he says we have without doubt sit down. Excuse me, let me. Uh, so, uh, in Yusuf Ali translation, which most of the Muslim people they are taken. By use of our translation of the Quran, we have without doubt sent down, sent down the message and we will assuredly guard it from corruption. I agree with that. You agree about that? Yeah. Okay, well, I would like you to elaborate on this point. Is that to Khalifa? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala carried out his promise and he preserved the Quran perfectly. I can show you a Quran that is perfect in the way it was sent down. Oh, and the way it was written. Oh, let's see. Right. Okay. And the way uh, 
every letter of it is preserved. Not a, not a single letter is, uh, is added, and not a single letter is lost. Yes. However, if you go to Egypt or Iran today, you're going to see that the Quran is printed with some mistakes in them. Okay. But this does not negate the fact. Let's be clear Wait, now. Let's be clear before you go. The fact. Let's be clear before you go. Yes. This Quran, yes. it's been in the whole world, yes. through Iran, through Persia, mm. through Arabic world. This Arabic Quran, mm. it's not real Quran. There's some mistakes in it. It has mistakes in it. Right. And you have the one. Has but the point is that God did preserve the perfect Quran, and we had it. You have it. It's all over the world. It's with whom? With you? It's a habit. No, it's even here. You can find it here also, as long as you mark the mistakes. How do you explain the fact that in Iran today, they're printing millions of Qurans that do not follow the Quranic writing? They, uh, they, they, like, for example, the word Salah is written Sad Lam Alif Hay. And instead of Sad, Lam, Wow, yeah, as in the original Quran. How does it explain that? You mean God uh, failed to carry out this promise? Is this what, uh, what you think? No, I'm not thinking of uh, anything. I would like okay, to. Okay, I'm saying okay. that it doesn't matter what people do with the Quran. They can take it and mess it up and do anything they want. This is their, what they want to do. This is only ink and paper. But the Quran that God sent down is preserved exactly in the way that it was written and uh, without adding or losing a single thing. Uh, so this promise of God in is kept. However, I must point out something to you. When there is a law like the law of preservation of the Quran, this law does not exist unless it is violated. Do you understand what this means? Yes, I'm following you. Okay, for example, if there is a law that Abdurrahman Salim cannot leave this room, if you stay in this room forever, nobody would ever know that this law exists. This true? As far as I understand. Okay, now, but if you violate this law and try to leave the room and then you are forced back in, then we know that the law exists. Therefore, the violation of the sacredness of the Quran proves that God preserved it because we detected the mistakes. We know exactly where any letters were added or removed and we have the perfect Quran. You have the perfect God fulfilled his promise. Yes. Do you think he can? And the perfect Quran is contained in here. It is included in here. But, but people I, added some of their yes. errors in here. If I am However, it doesn't make any difference because the perfect Quran is in existence. If I am an ordinary Muslim walking in the street and I picked up this Quran, yes. uh, you know, and look, the witness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, how do I know this is right and this is wrong? And okay. this is injected. You are, either, you are either a sincere Muslim okay. or you're an insincere Muslim. Yes. Is this correct? Mm -hmm. Now, God knows that, right? Yes. Now, when God knows that you are a sincere Muslim, He will see to it that you be guided to the correct Quran, to the correct Quran. Okay. If you're not a sincere Muslim, you will be left to, you will have a fake Quran. A fake Muslim has a fake Quran, a true Muslim has a true Quran. This is a rule of thumb. Okay. You all a sincere believer has a perfect Quran. Okay. An insincere person does not have a perfect Quran. Okay. You said also in your writing, in your paper brochures, you said the old testimony and the new testimony, and also the final testimony referring to the Quran, which I believe, as far as I know, you also you, 
I hope you will correct me if I'm mistaken. Muslims, they don't like to use or to apply this word, this old and uh, new and final to the word of God. We know that this word has been used by uh, Jewish and Christian, not by the Muslim. The Muslim, he knows that the word of God from Adam to Muhammad, it's the word of God, never been old, never been used, never been its word of God. When we say the word of God, it's the word of God. But so the, you don't like the using the Old Testament, New Testament? Uh, no, I'm just quite, you know, asking, the wondering. Yeah. No, I like to use it, but if you don't like to use it, go ahead and don't use it. So you do, that's the only answer you have, right? Right. Okay. Uh, you said also, Muhammadians, yeah. the worst enemies of God. Yeah. Beware of Muhammadians, yeah. the worst enemies of God, mm -hmm. according to the Quran. Did the Quran say that? Yes. That the Quran said, the one who follows Muhammad will be my worst enemy. The one who worships Muhammad. The way, well, the way we worship, you know the Muslim that you never worship. You, 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 worship. you, you, no, you, you indicated at the beginning of this interview that you worship Muhammad. Have. You said, La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. You you put Muhammad's name next to Allah's name. This is shit. By definition, this is shit. According to Surah, you you made a statement that Muhammad is a messenger of God. When he's dead, he's not alive. Only God is alive. This is why God says, "Taqal al-Hayy Put your trust in the living one who never dies, because Muhammad is dead. And uh, when you put his name, when you put Muhammad's name, uh, a human creature of God next to God, the name of God. This is worshiping without knowing it. So you're worshiping Muhammad without knowing it because you do not follow uh, the Quran that came out of Muhammad's mouth because of your reverence for Muhammad, which is another word for it, is idol worship. The Quran tells you, do not make any distinction among the prophets or the messenger of God. In other words, you do not argue. You say, we hear and we obey. We do not make any distinction. But you defy this and you make a distinction. And, and all this because you love Muhammad too much. Now loving Muhammad too much is like the Christians loving Jesus too much and worshiping him. And uh, therefore, worshiping Muhammad or, or doing or uh, practicing shirk, God says that heaven is forbidden for those who, who make shirk. And shirk, by definition, when you say, La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah, this is shirk by definition because. Let me put it for you in human terms. If you invite me to your house for dinner, you can invite me alone, right? Yes. You say, Rashad, come to my house alone by yourself. And this would be, I'm coming to your house alone. However, you can also say, I, I, I want to invite you to dinner to my house, but bring your servant with me. Okay? Then I'm not invited alone anymore. This is shirk. There's a sharika. More than one person coming to your house. Even though you are acknowledging that that other person is my servant, it still is shirk. So when you say, La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah, this is shirk, the definition. And this is exactly why God teaches us in the Quran that the shahada is La ilaha illallah. Okay. The, the shahada of Allah, Al-Malaika, the angels, and Ulul Ilm, the people who know. Correct me if I am wrong. So Muhammadans is the correct expression uh, to describe. If I am Muslim and I will say, La ilaha illallah, mm. by saying Muhammad Rasulullah yeah. means that I approve and admit and bear witness mm -hmm. that I will accept the message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala came through Muhammad. No. But if I say... You don't reject the opposite. 
When you say, La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah, you are saying, I reject Muhammad and his message. This is what it means. How? By breaking the, by the commandments in the Quran. By breaking the commandment of making distinction among the prophets. By making the, putting another name besides the name of God. And, uh, and by letting the basic principles of the Quran. By my God, because but that's loving again, Muhammad is loving God, because Muhammad he devote most of his life to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, to His message, to in His death. If you love him, by, love him, by loving so Muhammad, why do you disobey him? Then, if you love him, why do you disobey him? He told you do not make distinction among the messengers. He told you that the shahada is la ilaha illallah. So why do you continue to disobey him? Then, if you love him, if you really love him, why don't you obey him? Why don't you follow the Quran that came out of his mouth? You know, we have to think about I'm, I'm listening to you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The uh, issue, uh, you, ignore, you, you, you do not uh, believe in this. Of course, I believe in this. You believe in this? Yes. How do you believe in it? Well, they know what you mean. What means? Also, you know what Nabi means in the Quran. Also, do you know that 13 verses before this, God says that He and His angels do the same thing for every believer? Yes. In the same surah. Yes. It says, Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu, all you who believe, uzkuru Allah dhikran kathira, commemorate God continuously, wasabbihuhu bukratan wa asila, glorifying day and night, huwa alladhi yusalli alaykum wa malaikatuhu, liyukhrizakum min al-dhulmati ila al-nur. So, in Allah wa malaikatuhu yusalluna ala al-Nabi, because al-Nabi is one of the believers. Why? To take him out of darkness into the light, just like the other verse. And it says, oh, you who believe, do the same thing, help him also, come out of the darkness into the light. So what it says, you have to understand, uh, so it's, uh, all the you have to understand what the verse means, because Satan messed up this verse for the Muslims and made them, and instead of, Satan decided that he's going to make the people commemorate Muhammad day and night. And you subbih Muhammad day and night instead of God. So they keep saying, Allahumma salli ala Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, alayhi salatu wa salam. Instead of saying, subhanallah, la ilaha illallah, and so on. So shaitan, Satan succeeded in tricking and duping the Muslims into commemorating Muhammad instead of God by messing up the meaning of this verse. Now, the expression and Nabi in the Quran, you, you, watch, you have to watch this, and I challenge the so-called ulama in this subject, because a Nabi in the Quran is always in the Quran, during his lifetime, when he was alive, the word and Nabi. Like, How can you carry out this commandment now? Do not raise your voice over the voice of the Prophet. When he's dead, this means you don't speak at all, because his voice is still. If you, if you do it now. So, the word Nabi. How can the Prophet divorce his wife when he's dead? So, consistently in the Quran, the word Nabi is during his lifetime. So, in Allah, means Muhammad during his lifetime. During his lifetime, help him, support him during his lifetime. Not after he's dead, and every time you hear his Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, almost precisely in the Quran, when he mentioned things, we are carrying it as it is because we follow the Quran as you said. That's right. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala didn't say, Ya ayyuhalladina amanu in the time of the messenger. Meaning after the death of the messenger, do not sallu ala Muhammad. You don't know what the meaning of sallu alayhi means. So pray to him like, you know, supporting him. 
that's all supporting the Sabr is it comes from the word Salah, say contact. Mm-hmm. Connection. Stay close to him, help him. Yes. Support him. Yes. Okay. It doesn't mean doesn't say say sallallahu alayhi wa sallam because it contradicts itself. Yes. You know, it says at the beginning, in Allah wa malaikatahu sallun ala nabi. So do you agree that Allah malaikatahu sallun ala nabi? This is the present time. Yes. What what yes. Do you agree that Allah malaikatahu sallun ala nabi? Yes, I do. So Allah malaikatahu now sallun ala nabi. Yes. So why are you telling him to sallu ala nabi? If he's doing it. Since Allah and his angels yes. praying yes. on Muhammad, yeah. I am as a Muslim yeah. should pray on Muhammad yeah. and on every single Muslim yeah. who is believes in Islam. Yeah, but according to you, you are saying Allahumma salli ala Muhammad, right? Yes. But already Allah, Allah tells you that He is making salat on That's Muhammad. That's why I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept my, my praying to on Muhammad. No, but He's already doing it. You're asking God to do what, what He's saying He's doing for me. But you can see that Satan messed up the meaning of this verse. Yes. What this really means is during the Prophet Muhammad's time, because of the use of the word Al-Nabi, yes. All you who believe, support him and help him and stay in touch with him. This is what it means. But the Muslims messed it up and Satan uses it to make the Muslims worship Muhammad instead of God. This is why I call him Muhammad. So we shouldn't actually do that. We shouldn't actually mention Muhammad anything as I saw you in the, in the prayer on Jummah, prayer prayer. Yeah. You never mention Muhammad for anything. I'll mention if I need to. I mean, what you do you want to mention for? I mean, it's not. What do you want to mention for? You don't why? have to mention. Why? Well, I'm asking you. I'm asking you. Why do you want to mention Muhammad? As a messenger of God. Uh, well, but the Quran says only the hypocrites say that. The only, only the hypocrites declare that Muhammad is Rasulullah because we know that Muhammad is Rasulullah. We don't need to say it. Okay. 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 It says. So, throughout the Quran, only the hypocrites say, Ashadan Muhammad Rasulullah. So, actually, you ignoring the completely uh, the, the way Muhammad used to live and to ignore him, to take for us as a Muslim to know how Muhammad used to live his right way according to the Quran. So, we have to follow. Are you, are you ignoring the way Muhammad used to live? No, I would like to go for it. So why are you wearing, why are you wearing a tie? Do you wear a tie? We are not going for uh, <laughs> we are not going for uh, outside as much inside in brain. No, wait a minute. You're talking about the way he lived. The way he used to live in the you, do you have your camera working out there? In behaving the Muslims. See, yeah. you are going for outside now for uh, the service. We are going for inside. The way he performed with the Quran. Okay. How he used to do you, do you how he used to that he gave the Quran? Yes. Did you agree that his source was the Quran. Yes, Even according to Hadith, it says, Kana Quran. Yes. He represented the Quran, right? Yes. You now have the Quran. Okay. So, how? therefore, if you want to follow Muhammad, you follow the Quran. Okay. How do you Wait know? Wait a minute, is this true? It's true. All right. So, this is what we're doing. We're following the Quran, which means uh, we're following Muhammad. How? Uh, however, Muhammad's job was to deliver the message. He did the job, he did a good job, and he's gone. And that's his role. He cannot guide you. And that's it, no more. You don't have to think of it. That's what the Quran says. That's what the Quran says. Ma Two negatives. Ma ala rasuli illa balad. As far as I know, in this surah, it means like you, Muhammad, do not force people to believe yeah. in Islam. Except you are only responsible for delivering the message. No, no, this not is a general statement that is not violated anywhere in the Quran, it is repeated. Ma ala rasuli illa balad. Ma ala rasuli illa balad. 
and they repeat it many times. So the, the sole function of the prophet or the messenger is to deliver the message. That's all. This is also supporting the same ayah Surah Yusharit now. It's mm-hmm. mean like you don't force the people from believing, no, you just deliver the message yeah. and you perform it and teach the people how to do it. Yes. The eight steps, right? Yes. 
Okay, now if you look at the Quran, this came out of Muhammad's mouth. I'm taking you as an example, because you're telling me that the Muslims practice something that is corrupted, severely corrupted. If you look at the Quran, what came out of Muhammad's mouth is the following. يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا إِذَا قُمْتُمْ مِنَ الصَّلَاةِ فَاغْسِلُوا وَجُهَكُمْ وَأَيْدِيَكُمْ مِنَ الْمَرَافِقِ وَأَمْسَحُوا بِرُؤُوسِكُمْ وَأَنْزُلُكُمْ مِنَ الْكَعْبَيْنِ Four steps. Now Satan will not accept that. He has to have his four steps also. And this will help Islam if we add two or three. Of course. If I wash my hands. Yes. If I wash my hands. Yes. And plus my ears. Yes. And if I wash the ruling, if I clean myself, that will help Islam. Absolutely. If I pray to Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, pray to Allah. Hold it, hold it. Let's stay with the wudu. We're going to go to other examples. I want to show you that the Muslims do not do anything according to Muhammad's teaching. How to Muhammad's mouth came the teaching that we should have four steps. You made eight steps. Four from God and four from Satan. What's wrong with that? So you have a, this is what is wrong with it. What is wrong with it? You have a sharif. You have another God besides God telling you who told you to do Additional four steps, another God. It's it's more clean. Well, why don't you take a bath? I take a bath sometimes. Well, fine, but this has why nothing to do. take a bath, there is no need to. We're talking water. about the worship, okay? This is talking about uh, ablution as an act of worship. Yes. I brush my teeth in the morning when I get up, but this has nothing to do with worship. Yes. This is my hygienic practices. Yes. Okay? But we'll talk about the, the wudu as a form of worship. Do the Muslims follow what came out of Muhammad's mouth? The answer is, for, for you, no. You are yes. not following that. No. Says, yes. no, you're not. I followed you and I add steps. some more. Exactly. You yes. add some more. Some yes. more to right. be more careful. Right. Either you know better than God or you have another God that is adding steps to you. No, it's because what is the source of the other four steps? Uh, excuse me, Dr. Khalifa, this is a mystery of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when you say, you people pray to Raqqa and I come to the mosque, I do pray for Raqqa. Yes. It's mean like I'm not following God. I yes. pray you Allah for you Allah to yes. and I'm adding another two rakah for extra for me to make it more. Then, then you have another God who told you to do two extra rakahs because the number of rakahs is mathematically coded according to God's to the Quran, according to God's system. And if you add anything else, then you have another God who told you to do those two rakahs. Let's follow. Let me let me uh, show you from the Quran. Okay? Yes. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordered the angels to fall prostrate next to Jude before Adam, right? Yes. They fell prostrate before Adam. Mm -hmm. Who were they worshipping? Mm -hmm. Who? They met Jude before Adam. Who were they worshipping? Who were they worshipping? Who? Who? God. God. The source of the order. Yes. Right? They were not worshipping Adam. Yes. Even though they met Jude before Adam. Yes. They are worshipping the source of the order. Okay. So if you make Jude to God, because Muhammad told you to make sujood to God, you're not worshipping God, you're worshipping the source of the order, Muhammad. You understand me? You are breaking the mathematical code, the number of rakahs. If God told you to do two rakahs, you must do two rakahs. And if, uh, if you add more, then you that's you against, break. That's against Islam. Exactly. I should do exactly two rakahs, no more, no less. That's right. In your wudu, you must do the four steps, no more and no less. Okay, exactly. so this is wudu. Yes. Now, I'll ask another question about salah. Did you pray the noon yesterday? Yes. Did you do it silently or loudly? Silently. This is against the Quran. You are not obeying the Prophet Muhammad here. Because if you look in Surah 17, verse 110, it says, لا تخافت به. لا تسر بصلاتك ولا تخافت به. The noon salah or all the salah? All the salah didn't say the noon or what? It said, لا 
لا تظهر بصلاتك ولا تخاطب بها. Do not say your salat in a loud voice or secretly. Therefore, when you do it secretly, you have another God who told you to do it secretly. No, according when, to my knowledge, why do you not follow the Quran? Oh, let me comment on this because no, it's the very point is that uh, the Muslims are not following the Quran. You are Muhammad. damaging. You are damaging. Excuse me for this uh, expression, and I hope you will correct me if I'm wrong. Mm. Uh, you are damaging completely mm. the Ta'alim of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, even in his early days. Like uh, Muhammad, he followed, and he is he and his follower were silent in in noon prayer and asr mm-hmm. after noon prayer yeah. because they were weak at that time. They were weak at t- that time, mm-hmm. and they were aware, afraid of the kafir. Are, are, are you weak now? Nice. Are you afraid of the kafir? No, that's you? why we follow his way. So, but his way, his way. It's like when you follow a Christmas way. As a remembering, it's not, it's not damaging, it's not thing. Sometimes actually, so you disobey the Quran, in other words. No, did don't. you see the Prophet pray silently? No, this is the Sunnah, what we told us. This is what you heard, right? Yes, so you you you, you follow hearsay and you don't follow the Quran, okay? Right, okay, this moment, okay. Well, <laughs> I am. I'm not gonna go through this because we're gonna go through You are saying that I'm destroying all the ta'aleem of Muhammad, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, I hope I'm destroying what you think is ta'aleem of Muhammad. Because it is not ta'aleem of Muhammad is in the Torah, and he told you not to do the prayer silent. Now, again, can you tell me what you say in your salat sitting down? In the sitting position? Yes, I notice also in your salat, as soon as you sit, you said, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah, yeah. meaning you didn't say anything at all, right? What do you say? At-tahiyyat, al-mubarakat, al-salawat, al-qayyibat, billah. As-salamu alayka, ayyuha al-nabiyyu wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. As-salamu alayna wa ala ibadillahi al-salihin. Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah, wa ashhadu anna muhammad al-rasulullah. As-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Well, this extra, you don't have to say it. Okay, now this, what we just said here, nullifies the salat. Next, zero. Do you know the occasion? Do you know the equation of this one? It, it, it violates the Quran and makes it absolutely null and void and useless and a waste of time. Even worse, makes you a Muslim because the Quran says, that the mosque or the masjid or the places of sujood belong to God. You shall not mention anybody else, ahada, anybody else with God. So when you sit down and you mention the name of Muhammad. For a Nabi in the Quran, you're finished. You're a dead duck. The Salat doesn't mean a thing. You are not disobeying God, disobeying the Prophet. So as you see, the Muslims are practicing a religion that has nothing to do with Muhammad. And they misunderstand that. As you see, the wudu is wrong. The adhan is wrong. The adhan that they do, can you tell me any adhan in any place in the Muslim world that is devoted to Allah alone? In any world in the world? Well, what's the adhan says? Well, why? Always devoted to Allah, to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala only. Does the mention Muhammad at all? No, it's mentioned Muhammad is right. against religion. By mention, once yes. you mention Muhammad, yes. it's like, Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah wa ashhadu anna Muhammad Rasulullah. It's mean I, I bear witness there's no God but one God, and Muhammad is the messenger of God. Yes. It's mean this is the last messenger of God. Well, so the fact is that the Adam is not devoted to God alone. There's Muhammad in it. Because Muhammad, he is the messenger. He delivered the message to me. Yeah, but he delivered the message telling you to mention God alone. 
وأن المساجد لله فلا تدعو مع الله أحدا. This is very clear Arabic. It's telling you that this this worship belongs to God. Do not mention any other names. And you're telling God, forget it. I'm going to mention Muhammad next to you. You are defying God and defying Muhammad. You're going against the Quran. So let us just think. You know, the Muslims are doing the adhan wrong, the wudu wrong, the salat wrong, the zakat wrong, the siyam wrong, the hat wrong. How do they do that? Because I would like to go through also the points you said. Okay, did you, you heard about the adhan? You hear about the wudu? Yes. You heard about the salat? Yes. And now we come to zakat, for example. Yes. Okay, if you look at surah number 6, verse 144, 141, it says that the zakat must be given on the day of harvest. Okay? Now, we, you and I, harvest paychecks or dollars. We don't harvest wheat and corn and so on, right? Yes. So the day we receive any money, we must give the zakat on that day immediately. According to the Quran's teachings as who received the zakat and so on. Now the Muslims give the zakat once a year, which means what? The hungry people have to wait a year before they get the assistance. No, there is a distinguish between zakat and the sadaqah. Well, we'll talk about zakat. Okay. zakat. We'll talk about zakat. The zakat is hap. It must be uh, you, you, you interpret zakat in zakat? No, 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 it's very clear in the verse. It says, The zakat of the harvest. It mentions zakat now. Yes. We are going by the word. So, what is it? What is haqqahu? What's haqqahu means? Yeah, you tell me what's haqqahu means. <laughs> if you read the verse, haqqahu means sadaqah. No, sadaqah is not haqqah. Sadaqah is voluntary. Okay, there's a difference between zakat and haqqah and sadaqah. Yes. The zakat is obligatory. The sadaqah and is haqqah. Yes. Yes. But uh, the sadaqah is voluntary. It's any charitable act that you do to any poor person. Okay. There is zakat for Ramadan, and there's also another zakat yeah. no. for your money. Yeah, there's just one zakat. There's one zakat which is uh, came to us from Ibrahim, Rub al Ost, two and a half percent. Came very simple, Rub al Ost. And it is uh, given at, as soon as you receive an income, whenever you receive an income. But the Muslims do it wrong. They do it once a year on their savings. That's not the way it should be. Uh, how also you explain uh, the, the fasting? Well, the fasting, uh, they, uh, they do not, uh, they never agree on the beginning or the end of Ramadan, as you know. Uh, they quit any productive work during the month of Ramadan. They become obnoxious creatures and uh, they are angry easily and they are very bad people and they blame it on the fasting. This is not the way to do Siyam. And the Hajj is ruined by going to Medina and worshipping at the tomb of the Prophet. No, this is, has nothing to do with Hajj. Everybody knows that when you go to visit the, uh, you know, the mosque of Rasulullah, the Hadith says that Hajj is not complete without visiting my tomb. And I don't know when he said that, when he was alive or dead. <laughs> but this, uh, whether it is part of the Hajj or not, it destroys the Hajj. Yeah, you said, you, you translate the Quran, right? Mm. Yes. And you said my translation was authorized by God. Yes. What do you mean by that? What, what, I, I would like you to elaborate at this point. Well, when I started to translate, I didn't want to publish it because I thought, uh, I said I will not publish unless it is authorized. And I demanded uh, certain signs that it is authorized, and I received the signs, and I published it. How did you receive it? 
Well, that's a long story that's beyond this interview. So I just like, leave it at that. would like to know it, you know. I think well, people would like to know how, what kind of authorization you yeah, have. Come to the conference and I'll give you the details. I'm going to give the, the details of the, at the conference. Can't you even you give me a hint about it? Like here, yeah. probably here you said, when I was in Mecca. I can give you a few hints. Yes, go ahead, please. Uh, my Irish translation is the 19th translation. And if you're aware of the mathematical code, uh, the number 19 is uh, the common denominator in the Quran, in the previous scriptures, in you and me, in the, in the universe. And also... Uh, you mean if I'm a Muslim, I'm a Muslim? Yes. I have to concentrate on nothing but num numbers in Quran. Quran is not numbers. Quran no, is a spirit. Be wrong. Okay, Quran is spirit. The most yeah. important thing it's is like, the, uh, the Quran, the word of it, the constitution, I have to follow it. The living life of it. If you approve by numbers that it is the miracle of God, that's enough for me and I have to move to another place. That's point. right, you bet. Okay. So how many times did you talk about the number 19 since we started? We're not concentrating on the number 19. You are. Okay, you concentrate on We talked about Salat and Zakat and Hajj and the Quran and the teachings and the Hadith and so on. We didn't talk about the number 19. Okay, let's talk about number 19 now. Yeah, but anyway, uh, the... Uh, the signs were abundant that uh, this Quran is authorized. Uh, I give here the most perspective details is about my name and the verses in the source where my name is mentioned and so on. So you have to look it up and uh, come to your own conclusions. <laughs> this is why the translation is authorized. And that's why you claim that you are a messenger of God? That's right. You believe that you are a messenger of God, right? Right. How do you believe that? How, why do you believe this? Well, I gave you, like I said, I gave you several proofs. And there are uh, many other proofs. One of the proofs is uh, the discovery of the mathematical code. Is one. I mean, like uh, this uh, is something that's very simple. That's been in the Quran for fourteen hundred years, right? But no one discovered. No one discovered it but me. And that's so why is, you are this is a messenger of God. That's right. It's mean like the one who invented the aeroplanes. The thing is, I can't even reach my mind. I can yeah. even. Uh, I can also put him as a messenger of God because this is something... Okay, there are two points here. The first point is that uh, we're talking about the Quran, which is a special, uh, divinely controlled book. As you heard in the khutbah, no one can touch a word in it unless they are sincere believers. So God says, do you believe that? Yes, I do. believe God when he says that nobody will touch anything in the Quran unless he Have you said it in is a sincere believer? Have you said it in Arabic? It says, I am a suhu ila al-mutaharun. I am a suhu ila al-mutaharun, the one who has nothing to do with... Uh, okay, it says, وَمَنْ أَضْلُوا مِنْ ذُكْرِ بَيَاتِ رَبِّهِمْ ثُمَّ عَرَ الْعَنَى وَنَشْهِ مَقَدَّمَ كِيَدَانِ إِنَّا جَعَلْنَا عَلَى قُلُونِهِمْ أَكِنَّةً أَنْ يَفْقَهُوهُ وَفِي أَذَانِهِمْ وَقْرًا Yes. So the person who is not a believer in do you agree that the believers cannot understand the Quran according to this? According to the Quran, yes. Right. Therefore, the people who are not sincere, the people who are liars, the people who are uh, disbelievers, they cannot understand the Quran because God puts shields on their hearts, their minds, and deafness in their ears. Do you agree? Yes. So God says that. Okay. Therefore, if I am given access to the most important secret in the Quran. Can I be a disbeliever who tricked God and discovered the miracle of the Quran? Is this possible? I think so, probably. Is it? Do you think anybody can trick God? No. 
Okay, so uh, any of this video but cannot trick uh, God and sneak behind his back. I think when you claim you see something in the Quran, when right? you claim you are a messenger of God, you are not tricking God. This is no, 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 I'm talking about discovering the miracle of the Quran as a sign. Well, of messengership, there is right? a lot of ways to discover hundreds, hundreds scholars they discovered yes. that the Quran is miracle by its words, by the its words. Yes. And those are good people. And that's that's not are they, are they good people? They taught us they taught us yes. how miracle, how beautiful the Quran by its words, not by its numbers. Okay. It's fascinating when you understand the Quran by its words, by by the Quran itself. Yeah. Are you familiar with the mathematical code? No, sir, I'm not. Okay, so you have to look at it uh, and understand it first to appreciate that. Do you anyway, think you can give a brief idea for the... Yes, process? absolutely, okay. Thank you. It's a physical fact that Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, which is the first verse of the Quran, consists of 19 letters. It is a physical fact that the surahs of the Quran are 114, 19 times 4. It is a physical fact that the first words revealed with 19 words, اقرأ باسم ربك الذي خلق خلق الإنسان من علم اقرأ وربك الأكرم الذي علم بالقلم علم الإنسان ما لم يعلم These are 19 words. It is a physical fact that this first surah, surah al-Alaq, consists of 19 verses. It is a physical fact that this surah al-Alaq is on top of the last 19 surahs in the Quran. It is a physical fact that Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim Well, let me go to deeper facts. The number of verses in the Quran is 6,346, which is a multiple of 19. Uh, if you count the word Allah in the Quran, you'll find that it is 2,698, 19 times 142. The word the Quran in the Quran is mentioned 57 times, 19 times 3. In 58 surahs, 19 times 2. When you take the verses where the word the Quran is mentioned, you find that the total is 2,660, 19 times 140. Uh, Allah Wahdahu in the Quran. When you look at here in the index, I will let you look it up yourself. Look at uh, look here, Mr. Abbasalam. Wahdahu. When it says uh, about Allah Wahdahu, Surah seven, verse seventeen. This is the Quran Wahdahu, so we don't count it. But here is Allah Wahdahu. I should do it like this, and you can concentrate. No, you just get this from the library. You can, you can do it. You, know, you can show me. No, this is, it will not come this way. But you get this Mu'azam al Mufahras. Okay, from any library, any Islamic library, any Islamic center. And look at page uh, 745. And look at the surahs and verses where Allah Wahdahu is mentioned. Okay, surah 7, verse 70. Surah 39, verse 45, Surah 40, verses 12 and 84, Surah 60, verse 4. You add these numbers, you come to 19 times 19. Okay? The word Wahid, when it refers to God, is 19 times. So this goes on and on. Surah Qaf has 57 Qafs, 19 times 3. Surah Noon has 133 Noons, 19 times 7. The three Surahs in Ishad have 152 Sahs, 19 times 8. And it goes on and on. I believe you recited the blue book. How, how do so this proves that every letter... Yes. How, how do you count, calculate all of this yeah. from the Quran itself here? Yes. And at the same time you say this Quran being injected with different yes. letters, exactly. different sources. How, yeah. well, now you it's... Your, 
This is how the two verses are discovered because they stand out like a sword from what's they okay. they ruin the uh, the words. Listen to this. Yes. The, the, I, all I the forms, all the forms of the word of God okay. are distorted in these two verses. The word of Allah, there is one extra in these two verses. Listen to me. The word of Allah, there are 2698 in the Quran. If you include these two verses, it becomes 2699, which is not a month of 19. The word the ilah. Let me is let also me by one the, the word yes. Okay. Let me show that the ones before you go through what kind of two verses uh, Dr. Khalifa is talking about. It, in uh, the Surah Tawbah, in the last two ver uh, verses says, لَقَدْ جَاءَكُمْ رَسُولُ مِنْ أَنفُسِكُمْ عَزِيزٌ عَلَيْهِ مَا عَلِمْتُمْ حَرِيسٌ عَلَيْكُمْ بِالْمُؤْمِنِينَ رَأُوفُ الرَّحِيمُ فَإِنْ تَوَلَّوْا فَقُلْ حَسْبِيَ اللَّهُ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا هُوَ عَلَيْهِ تَوَكَّلْتُ وَهُوَ رَبُّ الْعَرْشِ الْعَظِيمُ says, this is not Qur'an, this has been injected in the Qur'an. Yes. Would you please explain it? No, you're going away from the subject now. Okay. From the mathematical code. Yes, sir. The mathematical code proves that every letter in the Qur'an is correct, except these, these two verses that were human injected. Uh, show me this book again, uh, the two verses. Let me see. Okay. These two verses are at the end of Surah number 9. Okay. I want you to read uh, the title of the surah to the audience. Okay? Then I zoom the camera on him. He's going to read the title of the surah, everything that is written in him. Surah 9. Surah number 9. Yes. Surah Tawbah. Madaniya. Illa al ayatain al akhiratain. Makkiyata. Wa ayatuha. 129. Nazalat. Ba'd al ma'ila. Okay, this says that this is surah entitled the Tawbah. It is a Medinan surah, except the last two verses. They were Meccan. Now, if you go to Egypt and buy a coin that says when this was done in the year 350 BC, will the people laugh at you or not? Well, because there was no date before Jesus Christ called 350 BC. There was no dating then. And everybody realized that this is a stupid tourist who bought this coin. Now, we are not stupid to accept a Medinan surah with two Meccan verses at the end of it. So even this Quran that you carry is telling you that these two verses are fake. They're human injected. The mathematical code exposes them. The word Allah, the word Ilah, the word, the word Rabb are all increased by one because of these two verses. How did you discover it's been injected? How did you find it? By the mathematical code. The mathematical code confirms that the Quran is perfect and that these two sentences were added in it to exalt the Prophet Muhammad and to worship him. As you know, they deal with the Prophet So, by your mathematical, as you name it, the divine mathematics. No, forget the mathematics. You just read yourself now at the title of the surah. Yes. That the whole surah is Medina except the last two verses. They're Mekkis. How could that be? When the Prophet moved from Mecca to Medina, everything revealed after that was Medina. How, how, how did the two Meccan verses get injected? In the Medinan Surah. You do not find Meccan verses in Medinan Surahs. You find Medinan Surahs in Meccan. Uh, you find Medinan verses in Meccan Surahs, but not the other way around. So if we think a little bit, you yourself read it now. And this tells you that these two verses are at least suspect. So the mathematical code proved 
beyond doubt, plus a lot of other evidence. Even the Bukhari says these two verses are not correct. If you read it carefully, and you read the story of collecting the Quran, okay, recording the Quran, it tells you that every single verse in this Quran was witnessed by more than one witness, except these two verses, the last two verses of Surah 9. They were written by one person, Khuzayma ibn Thabit and Ansari. Ansari means he is Medina, and the two verses are Mecca. I mean, it doesn't take too much intelligence. A lot of people, they, they moved from Medina to Mecca after... No, 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 not Al-Ansar. This is Khuzayma ibn Thabit al-Ansari. So, this is, these are the only two verses of the Quran that were witnessed by only one witness, according to the stories. I mean, forget the, anything else. Uh, assume, even assuming that those stories are correct. So, you want to say in other words, so those two verses are not Quran, actually. That's right. Or probably they are Quran, and they should be in a different place. No, no, they are not you Quran. say they are not Quran period. They are not Quran period. They are not Quran. That's right. They stand out by many, many, many overwhelming evidence, proofs, many proofs. Also, so, but this you have to write a book about that. You have to write a book about that. Right. Also, by inventing the mathematical, the divine mathematical rules. That why that's why you claim or we assume that you are a messenger of God because of this one, right? Or there is any other evidence? Well, the, the fact that we want to establish here is that no one can trust the Quran unless he is a sincere believer, right? If you are a sincere believer, the Quran says, says of God, uh, I am a sincere believer. A sincere believer will not lie and say, I'm a messenger of God. If you are a sincere believer, if you are a sincere believer, a messenger of God, if you are a sincere believer, you will not lie about God. Is this no. correct? No. Wait a minute. A sincere believer will not lie about God. Is this yes. correct? Yes. Right. So, a person who finds something in the Quran, especially if it is the secret miracle of the Quran, this person must be a sincere believer. And if this person is a sincere believer, as established by the fact of discovering the secret of the Quran, then this person will not possibly lie against God and say that he's a messenger but of God. Why? Why you precisely say? I am a messenger of God since I discovered this. Why you didn't say, all oh, people, all oh, Muslims, I am coming to correct something like Hassan al-Imam, like Ghazali, uh, like Muhammad Abdul. They didn't claim they were really sincerely in Islam, yeah. and they correct a lot of ways in Islam. But they never claimed that they are a messenger of God. They, were they, they sincere believers? They were sincere believers. Therefore, they will not lie about God. If they were not messengers of God, they will not lie about God. Did they claim to be messengers of God? They never claimed they were right. messengers of God. So they were not messengers so of God. So why you claim you are a messenger of God? Because, because of this mathematical, uh, mathematical quotes only? No, because I am a messenger of God. Well, give me a proof that you are a messenger of God, actually. Not, yeah. not this, because this is... is My name also is mentioned in the Quran here. If you your, open this index... Okay, uh, your name as Ar-Rashidin al-Khulafa has nothing to do with... Uh, you know, well, you're entitled to say what you want, but uh, what is the root word of my name? Your name is Rashad. Yes. Rashad has nothing. Uh, my name is Abdul. No, hold, hold it, hold it, hold it. Let's just gonna, uh, let's go step by step. Okay. Yes. The root word of my name is Rashad. Is this correct? Yes. Okay. Uh, we, what, do you, what do you see here? We're this is about Arabic language. Has nothing to do with the Quran. Right. Okay. We're talking about Arabic language. Okay. This is the index of the Quran again, page three hundred and twenty. And the root of my word is it here? Do you see it here, Rashida? Your name is Rashad. No, the root word of my of Rashad is Rashida. Yes. Right? Yes. Do you see Rashida here? Yes. Okay, Rashida 
is between this mark here and this mark, all right? Mm -hmm. So I want you to count the number of mentionings of the root word Rashi the end of the Quran. You count it yourself. Go ahead. Okay, well, whatever. I, I count. You just don't count it. So no. I want to waste. Uh, no, go ahead. Uh, you, you could go ahead. One, two, three, yes, four, five. Yes, count it up to three. Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. Yes. The root word of Mayan is mentioned nineteen times. The mathematical code of the Quran is based on the number nineteen, as you see. Yes. Now, uh, do you think this is coincidence? Uh, this is not your name, uh, Dr. Khalifa. Oh, oh, oh. Excuse me, I'm, uh, Russia, yeah. uh, it's Arabic word. It's like, the root word. My name is Abdurrahman. If I say my name, Rashad, is mentioned in multiple nineteen, would you believe it? No, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because simply it has nothing to do with the Quran. So you think, it, you think this is coincidence, in other words? No, not coincidence, but this has nothing to do with your name. Rashid al-Rashad okay. has nothing to do with your name. We said that uh, there is a mathematical code in the Quran. Yes. Wait, wait, wait. Did you start it? Start yeah. We were talking about number 19. Right. The okay. mathematical code of the Quran is based on number 19. The root word of my name is mentioned. Nineteen times. Nineteen times. Again, also, I am yeah. saying Matthew Ned is saying the word of Rashida or Rashad. It doesn't mean Rashad Khalid. Well, hold it. I'm, I'm talking about. I'm not talking about Rashad. I'm talking about Rashida. The root word of my name is mentioned about nineteen times, which is in accordance with the mathematical code. But also, my name Rashad and Khalifa. If you add the numbers of surahs and verses, you come up with multiples of nineteen. When Allah Subhanahu wa Taala mentioned Muhammad, he meant Muhammad. Yes. Ibn Abdullah. Yes. But he, when he mentioned Rashad, it doesn't mean he mentioned Rashad. Well, he meant Rashad because the Quran was was meant was uh, delivered fourteen hundred years before Rashad Khalifa. God will not. But he doesn't know. God Rashad. will not. Well, God will not put in the Quran that uh, I'm sending Rashad Khalifa. He will not say that. So he put it in mathematically coded terms that uh, that are not to be revealed until the mathematical code is revealed. Okay. And that's and this is probably why. There is no other Rashad Khalifa that I know of. There was okay. one Rashad Khalifa that born in my family. My cousin had a boy and he named him Rashad Khalifa and the boy died when he was young. And I, 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 I mean, if I, I go to twice, then not to do that. If, if I, I go to any Arabic country and I found Rashad Khalifa. Who claims to be a messenger of God. No, any Rashad Khalifa. Yeah. Nobody lives in this world by name Rashad Khalifa but you. I don't know anyone who named Rashad Khalifa if but me. We Yes. Found someone yes. by this name. Yes. What do you think? And he says he's a messenger of God. No, he will say I'm Rashad Khalifa. Well, fine, he's Rashad Khalifa. But if he says he's a messenger of God, okay, there's something else. Probably so say he's a messenger of God. You approve that you are a messenger of God by the mathematical, the divine mathematical I just proof, and I am changing names of your name. Right. What else? Uh, can you have uh, hundreds of other things? Let's, uh, let's hear. I cannot tell you. Let's hear because I'm giving you the physical evidence. In order to be a messenger of God, yes. you have to be above ordinary people. Yes. Above like no, no, no. Like you are doing I don't mean yes. <laughs> like like no, no, you are no, doing something. No. no human being can do it. No, no, no. This is not true. The Quran teaches that Moses went something to one of our servants, Abdul and Ibadina. And this one of our servants taught Moses a few things, and Moses was a bad teacher. So I want to correct you that saying that the message is about the Quran. The Quran yes. said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala taught Musa some kind of yes. devices in order to appear yes. in front of his own American people, yeah, people yeah. Uh, in order to make the people yeah. believe that uh, this is not a human being, or he yes. is not a magic. This right. is not a magic. Right. This is something from God. Anyway, I've given you uh, enough proofs. 
And I want you to uh, ask anybody to give me a proof that I'm not a messenger. One. One proof. You haven't convinced me. You haven't convinced me so far. Yeah. You are a messenger. You didn't give me something yeah. to astonish me or to make me say, Oh, he is about mankind. Yes. So I have to believe. So, let me read uh, something for you. Okay. So you are holding this book and they don't believe in it. What do you mean I don't believe in it? You said this book is not uh, correct. No, the, the complete Quran is here. There's okay. some addition. Some addition. Yeah. Right? Okay. Uh, you can't make statements like that. Look at this. They said we not believe unless you have a spring gush out of the earth. Or you possess a garden of dates and grapes with rivers flowing in. Or you drop the heaven over us, the sky over us as you claim, or bring God and the angels before our eyes. أو يكون لك بيت من زخرفة أو يحزس مانشن فانتاستيك مانشن أو تبقى في السماء أو سي يكلم تو السكاي ولن نؤمن لرقية إيمان في دون ذلك ونوت بليف سو أي كنوت أي دون وانت أي بادي تو بي كونفينس أي أول أول أي كن دو إز دليفر ذا مسج أند تيل يو وات ذا بروفز آر أند ذين إتس أب تو يو تو تيك إت وليف إن يو بوك هير القرآن حديث and Islam, also one of your book you wrote about uh, Quran, Hadith, and Islam. You said here, we don't believe in anything means intercession. What does that mean? You don't believe in intercession? We believe the Quran that says, uh, to God belongs all intercession. So nobody possesses intercession. You don't believe that uh, the messenger of God will Make shafa'ah to the Muslims. The Quran, the Quran says that the message of God will not have any shafa'ah, any intercession. It says, "Intastaghfirullah zabiyana maratan falaniyafirullah ulam." God tells Muhammad, "If you ask forgiveness for them seventy times, God will not forgive them." Yes, so there you have it. Ibrahim made intercession on behalf of his father, but his father is going to hell. Doesn't matter. Ibrahim is, is God's friend. So I'm afraid we have to quit. If you have one last question, I'll answer one last question. Uh, well, I have a lot of questions actually, but if you're gonna quit. We yeah. want to go anywhere, but I hope you will, before you quit, you will comment or you will say something you would like to say to the Muslims. Well, what I'd like to say is that uh, Islam today has nothing to do with the Prophet Muhammad and uh, it is the, the objective of all the sincere believers to restore Islam to the religion preached by the Prophet Muhammad. As I mentioned in this program, the Muslims around the world are not doing anything correctly. Everything is wrong. The Adhan, the ablution, the Salat, the Zakat, the Hajj, the fasting. Everything is done not according to the teaching of the Prophet Muhammad that came to us in the Quran. And it is the objective to restore Islam to its original pristine purity as preached by the Prophet Muhammad, the final Prophet. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Thank you, Dr. Khalifa, and I really appreciate your time.